So, so on the bur- berry morometer, uh, you <laughs> the berry morometer. That was hard to say. Slide. Contemporary art. No, that's just an advertisement. Quiet. Today you just listen. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Style Guide with your hosts Dave Morris and Stephen Orr. How are you doing today, Dave? I'm doing pretty good, Steve. And yourself? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's very warm in my apartment, so this oh. is our first podcast I'm doing in basically my underwear. Wow, that's good for our listeners to know, so they can get a full image of what's taking place here. <laughs> um, I'm so sorry, listeners. No, don't 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 be sorry. I'm actually very excited for today's podcast. Uh, most people, when they probably saw who we were talking about, were not excited. But I actually kind of am excited. Well, now now there's there's suspense for those who don't uh, who don't read the title before they listen. So what are we what are we doing today, Dan? Well, we're doing another uh, actor profile, uh, as we call them, on the one, the only, the incomparable Julia Roberts. <laughs> See, you say incomparable, and yet. She and Sandra Bullock are the same person to me. Yeah, they are very comparable. You are correct. <laughs> but I like to I like to think Julia Roberts is special and unique unto herself. And I have uh, I'm gonna start this podcast with a confession. Whoa, okay. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I don't hate Julia Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> you monster. Yeah, okay. In fact, I kind of like Julia Roberts. Not to say whether or not she's a good actress. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just saying I like Julia Roberts. Well, there's there's no shame in that. There's it's it's not a bad thing. I mean, yeah. I, I look through her her filmography, and there are a number of movies on there that I enjoy, and and she is a part of those movies. So <laughs> that's a good way to say it. Uh, well, I I mean, I assume that you do not like Julia Roberts. I. I don't have strong feelings towards Julia Roberts whatsoever. Like no feelings. Well, it's I mean, she she's she's like Sandra Bullock to me in that she is a bland, anonymous, you know, white female celebrity actor. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, that is one way to describe Julia Roberts. Another way to describe Julia Roberts is that she's maybe uh, the most successful actor actress in as far as box office receipts go, <laughs> um, uh, and maybe one of the highest paid actresses of the 1990s and early 2000s. That's another way to describe her. But you could say she's also just a bland white actress that fades in with everybody else. Well, okay. For starters, we know my difficulty identifying uh, human beings at all. But I I just have trouble like seeing her in this box office celebrity role i i have a hard time believing someone would go and see a movie because it's julia roberts which is not to say that i don't enjoy movies she's in but she doesn't i don't see her as having star power i would agree with that now like current julia roberts doing current julia roberts movies i don't know if the star power is as as there as it used to be like mirror mirror was a very bad movie (laughs) Uh, I don't know if you watched it, but it was terrible. And, but, but, she was the only reason people would go see that movie. And probably the only movie that, the reason that movie got made is because Julia Roberts was in it. 
So maybe, maybe I take it back. Maybe she still does have her star power. That was in 2012. And that was the, the Snow White one? Yeah, where she played the Wicked Witch. Right. And did that come around the same time as Snow White and the Huntsman? Yeah, I think they all came out around the exact same day. Yeah, it's a weird sort of genre to pop up. Like, let's retell fairy tales with superstar actors. Yeah, because yeah. like Angelina Jolie did one, Julie Roberts did one, you know. Yeah, But Charlize Julie Roberts, is, yeah. she's, a, she's a remarkable person. Can continue that sentence. Well, no, I mean she really is. She she uh okay, so I remember Julia Roberts from Pretty Woman. That's my Julia Roberts. Okay. As far as I know, that was her breakout role, although she did do uh like Mystic Pizza before that, which I don't even think I've ever seen. Um, and maybe even got nominated for it. But uh but Pretty Woman was like her breakout role, and that's what I remember her from. And then from Pretty Woman on, it was kind of like Everything she touched was gold. You know, she was like the Anne Hathaway of the 90s where like uh, Sleeping with the Enemy, Hook, uh, what was the one, the hacker one? Was it a hacker one? The Pelican Brief? Pelican Brief. Yeah, the the government one with Denzel Washington. Yeah, Runaway Bride, um, the one with Hugh Grant. Like she was, she killed the 90s. Like she she nailed it. Everyone, oh, My Best Friend's Wedding. Yep, My like Best people, Friend's Wedding. People loved Julia Roberts in the 90s. She made... All, all like she made so many good movies, and then in the two thousand she kind of slipped a little. <laughs> Although I would say her peak, and my favorite Julia Roberts movie, Mona Lisa Smile. <laughs> but we'll talk about that later when we get into her career. Yeah, we we'll probably will. So she was like the it girl of the nineties and even the early early aughts. So I think that makes her incredibly remarkable and one of the more powerful and uh, and influential uh, women in Hollywood. Okay. Who everyone seems to hate. I don't, I don't understand. Well, and that's the part that I don't get. Because even if you don't like, let's say, most of the movies she's been in, if you want to say that she's your typical rom-com actress, which she's not, like, wh- why would you hate her? That seems to go, that, that seems a pretty strong emotion for somebody who, you know, has done a bunch of, you know, good movies. Yeah, but I mean, like, people hate her the way they hate Sandra Bullock. And I understand why people don't like Sandra Bullock, but I don't understand this hatred towards Julia Roberts. Wait a minute. Why, why don't people like Sandra Bullock? People just don't like her. She's just not a very good actress. Oh, okay. But like Demolition Man, Speed, The Net, which, by the way, I started to rewatch and then realized that Julia Roberts was not <laughs> in The Net. So, Well, I mean, I mean, Demolition Man and Speed, you just named the two Sandra Bullock movies that she ever did that were worth watching. <laughs> Uh, but like, I don't, I can't even like while you were sleeping, I'm pretty sure Julia Roberts turned that one down. Like, I don't know. I just tender bullock. Blah. Julia Roberts. Hey, Julia Roberts. You don't have a reason for it. You've just, <laughs> well, she's not very like, this is, this is the thing. This is the thing. So we talk about this a lot with actors in that they play like Julia Roberts is not an amazing actor. She doesn't like become the character she's becoming incredibly well. She always is kind of Julia Roberts. Yeah, okay. Right? Similar to Bruce Willis is always Bruce Willis or Al Pacino is always Al Pacino. But when it comes to and Sandra Bullock is always Sandra Bullock. The difference I think is that I don't like Sandra Bullock. <laughs> and the 
for the Sandra Bullock that she is. I do like Bruce Willis, and I do like Julia Roberts as her Julia Roberts character. Okay, so you wouldn't be friends with Sandra Bullock, but you would be friends with Julia Roberts if either of them deigned to be friends with you. Yeah, sure. Although I don't really know their personalities, so maybe that would change. But um, based on but, their, but ba- their based charisma, on their characters, yeah. yeah, their charisma, I think Julia Roberts has the kind of charisma that, that attracts me and Sandra Bullock does not. Okay, okay, that's that's fair enough. Drew I Barrymore can't... has a very similar uh, feel to her, right? People like may, maybe she doesn't necessarily become the character, <laughs> but some people like Drew Barrymore. Some people hate Drew Barrymore. Where are you on the Drew uh, Barrymore? Uh, she was in Donnie Darko, right? Yes, she was a yeah. teacher. Yeah, I believe Donnie Darko was the only role in which I enjoyed her at all. Maybe the Scream movie, where I think she died right away. Yeah, she did. So, so on the Bur- Barry Morometer, uh, you <laughs> <laughs> the Barry Morometer. That was hard to say. <laughs> uh, you. You don't like Barrymore. Well, I I wouldn't go out of my way to watch a movie with her. I mean, she she has never done anything where I went, man, I really hate that actor. Okay. I've never I've never had that sort of. Well, I mean, she's she's certainly not the the type of actor that I'm going to go see movies in. Yeah, if you find out Drew Barrymore's in something, you're not going to be like, ooh, that's got to be good. Yeah, which say compared to somebody that she works with, Adam Sandler. I hate Adam Sandler. Sure, yeah. Like, and I, I think that his comedy is terrible, and I, I think that he, he is very much the lowest common denominator of Hollywood. I wouldn't say that someone like Drew Barrymore fits into that same role for me. Mm, I, yeah. I so would just Adam Sandler is is a, repels you from going to see movies, but Drew Barrymore doesn't repel you or attract you. She's just a neutral. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is how I feel about uh, Julia Roberts as well. So on the, the Barry Morometer, Julia Roberts is neutral. Whereas I think I would agree with that nowadays, but in the 90s and the early 2000s when like, like when I was first introduced to Julia Roberts, if Julia Roberts was in a movie, that would make you want to go see it a little bit more. Give, give me an example of a movie of hers that you wanted to see because it had Julia Roberts in it. All right, now good point. <laughs> because just just to be clear like I'll, I'll i'll go through some of these so hook i wanted to see because it was awesome yeah and i mean the, you just knew ahead of time that okay, it was awesome okay 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 pelican brief denzel washington no we're gonna do this i see where you're going uh did you want to see my best friend's wedding because it had julia roberts i don't no, know conspiracy theory <laughs> maybe you wanted to see that because it had mel gibson back when mel gibson was awesome uh <laughs> runaway bride is that did it really sell it for you oceans 11 oceans yeah. 11 yeah. <laughs> i went yeah. to see because julia roberts was in it and I, well mona lisa smile oh. again we get to her best movie ever okay okay so let me <laughs> so maybe she doesn't attract me personally <laughs> but she was a definite attractor to films in the 90s um <laughs> yeah she did a lot of rom-coms she did yeah that was that was her thing but she also did like sleeping with the enemy which is a terrifying film man you like you, you i don't know if you watched it but you really should well and and she's done some really more interesting roles like charlie wilson's war she plays this uh southern belle who is just 
maid of money and this very strange character for her. Um, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, the movie itself yeah. was kind of a unique role for her, but or movie for her, but her role wasn't. So she has, you know, kind of jumped out of her comfort zone somewhat. But Yeah, that's true. I mean, and we, we also just skipped right over Aaron Brockovich, her uh, actual, like, Oscar win, which I think everyone would agree is probably, like, her best role ever. Yeah, um, I I have trouble buying her in that role, like playing a sexy kind of paralegal character. It, it's kind of the epitome of weird Julia Roberts roles for me, not because she's not an attractive woman. I believe now you're going to throw people's sexiest woman at me, right? No, I'm not going to throw anything at you. She is a very sexy woman. Well, no, I but I'm but you were just gonna say that she was nominated or made people's sexiest woman eleven times or something like that. Uh, most beautiful people, but we can uh, keep using the word sexy if you want. I mean, but my but my point just being like I have a hard time believing her in that role mm-hmm. because that's not how I envision Julia Roberts. I envision her more as kind of the the best friend in my best friend's wedding. See, and I again my. My memory of Julie Roberts is Pretty Woman, you know, where she plays a, a street prostitute that basically gets Pygmalioned into uh, like a rich guy's wife. And so when, with Aaron Brockovich, it's kind of like the character from Pretty Woman is all grown up now. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So I see this. I see that like sexy woman aspect of Julie Roberts mixed with this best friend's wedding kind of like do what she has to do for her family, kind of hardworking, get, get it done fight for the what's right you know like I, I see it i see it a little more i guess and it might be where i come at julia roberts from because my first julia roberts was probably my best friend's wedding and then pelican mm. brief like hmm, i didn't interesting I, I didn't really get uh pretty woman until much later in my life so yeah and in hook she was just great she was wonderful perfect it she was, was a wonderful she, addition to that movie yes I actually can't imagine Hook without her in that role. So Yeah, everyone would want to have a little Julia Roberts flying around with them. Like, everyone. Everyone. See, now <laughs> I feel like we're Mel Gibson in Conspiracy Theory, like watching Julia Roberts exercising with binoculars through the window. Like, I feel creepy when you say it like that. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I did not mean it creepily. I meant it like, she's great. Yeah, so I think, uh, I think, I think Julia Roberts is, is a, decent actress <laughs> that's what i've concluded um but i think sure her her julia robertsness uh is is what draws people to her not not her incredible acting chops and i think one of the one of the things to me that always sells julia roberts you ready yep it's not that she's attractive i mean she is and it's not that she has like wonderful lips and a big mouth which she does and like <laughs> Like, you know, she's got beautiful lips. I mean, let's be honest. Like, those lips. <laughs> what? She does. Isn't that what she's known for? Sure. 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 No, I'm fine. Keep going. But what it is that, that makes me love Julia Roberts, and I do, I'm do. i going to use the word love here, is her laugh. It's a pretty charming laugh. When she laughs, you you really feel the sincerity of her laughing. Whether or not it's sincere, she makes it, she sells it, and you kind of want to laugh with her, and it makes the character kind of like come to life because you're watching this like true laughing moment, and man, is it awesome. I don't know if it's, if it is like, if it, if uh, directors intentionally make her laugh in movies, but they really should, because like that moment in Pretty Woman where he clips her with the, 
the little like lid of the thing and she freaks out and laughs really loud and, and joyfully. It just fills the whole screen with joy. It's amazing. I, I think you're right. That's exactly the, the Julia Roberts that that sells to people. That that version of the character is so delightful. Mm-hmm. Which which is why she in roles like uh, the Mexican with Brad Pitt or the Oceans movies, where she kind of plays an angrier, more bitter character. You're like, no, I, Julia, just laugh and smile because that makes me feel good inside my heart. You just yeah, want that. true. Yeah, like like I mean, the Oceans movies uh, she was in, Oceans uh, eleven and twelve. She didn't do the thirteenth. She in both of those movies plays like an angrier, more upset wife or ex-wife, which she's not great <laughs> in those movies and maybe is like some of the, the worst casting in those films as far as like playing the character she's cast to play. Like all the other, like the cast of Ocean's Eleven is fantastic. They are. And, They're all great. And then Julia Roberts, who does not play, do a fantastic job. But I think what, what happens is they were going for an all-star cast, right? Like George Clooney, Brad Pitt, like uh, um, Bernie... Bernie Mac, Bernie Mac, that his name. Uh, like they were, they were, they were trying to do like a full all star awesome lineup cast, and so they needed a woman to play the female lead. And it's like, well, who's an all star female? And it's this is two thousand right or two thousand whatever. Uh, Julie Roberts. Well, and I don't so much blame her for for Ocean's Eleven and Twelve in those roles because really Tess in those roles is written terribly. Like True. Ju- they, they just have her written as an angry ex-wife, which when compared to all the other characters who are so much more fun and kind of nuanced, she's just supposed to be the angry ex-wife and there's, yeah. there's nothing there. And so I think that even if you had a different actress, like I can't imagine a different actress that would sell that role better because it's, I don't know, it's, it, it's just a character who isn't particularly enthralling or likable. Yeah, so that's why I think it's casting Julia Roberts in it makes it a a uh, a good cast because she on her own is likable. People like Julia Roberts and enthralling. So when the character is a lame character and you have Julia Roberts in it, it at least makes it Julia Roberts. Because I never think of the character as Tess. I think of it as Julia Roberts. It's, that's fair. Angry yeah. Julia Roberts. <laughs> Angry Julia Roberts. Okay, okay. So now that we've meandered around Julia Roberts uh, a bunch, mm-hmm. I, I I guess well one of the things that we do when we're we're looking at actors is we try and kind of figure out what is the actor, what you know what what is their style, what is it they do, yeah, and I mean beyond her charming laugh, mm-hmm. what makes Julia Roberts work? What's her style? Uh, I think her style is is this. Um, I, I want to use the term jovial, but I don't no. know if that's quite right. It's this very uh, casual uh, woman, so not like like an overly sexualized woman uh, who's just there because she's absolutely sexy, and not this like uh, funny woman who's there just because she's funny. Um, but as far as like women in Hollywood goes, she is a well-rounded female who just is a woman, you know, like she's not put into like our standard sort of, uh, uh, I guess, boxes that female actresses get put in. She is 
she is a, a real woman. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Like if I you mean, look at like a, a Cameron Diaz, for instance, like Cameron Diaz is definitely like beautiful blonde uh, woman. Whereas Julie Roberts is like woman, like actual whole full woman. There, there's a depth to her that we we kind of see in her roles where she doesn't get pigeonholed into playing a particular version of a woman. Is that yes. what you're kind of saying? Yes, that's what I'm saying. She doesn't get pushed into playing a particular version. She plays an actual real life woman with who does you know who can be sexy, who can be funny, who can be happy, who can get angry. Like she just plays like a normal, well-rounded human being, which is something you don't see a lot in Hollywood. You see women pushed into roles that force them to play one particular stereotype of a woman, uh, which is actually one of the things that I think Pretty Woman, why she she came, came away from that so uh, revered, is that she was playing a sexualized woman, right, a prostitute, but she played it with such a well-roundedness that it felt like she was a real person. And you kind of all everyone kind of like fell in love with her. I mean, the way that I, I say it, I, I would talk about how earnest she comes across in, on, on the yeah, screen. Yeah, that's, that's a good word for it. Where, where, I mean, obviously she's playing characters, but there it just seems to be rooted in a more honest version of them. And, and I think you're right to point to the way that Hollywood, you know, often pushes uh, women into either the sexualized role, someone or, like Angelina Jolie, right? Or uh, the kind of weird, the weirdo role, which I, um, Helena Bonham Carter, or maybe someone like Jennifer Lawrence as well. Sure, yeah. Or the older actress who gets to to do more and have more depth. And this is where someone like Meryl Streep comes into it, right? Yeah, where, definitely. And so Julia Roberts kind of gets to live as, uh, I mean, this is a weird way to say it, but with as much depth as a male actor. Yeah, and that's, I mean, like, we can't, like, we, we can't ignore the fact that Hollywood and women in Hollywood are treated very differently, right? And that's, Definitely. And that's something that I think Julia Roberts, because she became like a huge box office success throughout the 90s and early 2000s, was allowed to basically do whatever she wanted, right? And so she would, when she played a role, she would play it like a person. She wouldn't play it like just the damsel in distress or just the the love interest, you know. She she would give herself character, with the exception of things like Ocean's Eleven, where we didn't, she's the worst part of that movie because she is playing just an angry ex-wife. But, like, when you look at something like Sleeping with the Enemy, like, she has lots of depth to her in that film. She is the victim, quote-unquote, but she also has heart and she wants to try and start her life again. And, like, you see this well-rounded person out of it, um, not just this victimized woman. You know, what's interesting is that the more we talk about her, and this isn't a comparison I would have made before, but the more she seems like um, maybe Charlize Theron. In, in that she gets away with more than you would see from a lot of Hollywood actresses. Okay. Like, Angelina Jolie, whenever she does a serious role, it's serious Angelina Jolie, and that's a big deal. But with Julia Roberts or Charlize Theron, it, it isn't weird for, for them to do a different kind of role because we kind of... We, we see them as more fully fledged. Yes. 
Although Charlize Theron, I think, is only just becoming that now. Because I'm pretty sure before now, I, I think she was very sexy Charlize Theron. Well, I mean, I, I, I think about her in things like, um, what was uh, The Devil's Advocate with um, Al Pacino, actually. Al Pacino and uh, what's his name? That other Keanu guy. Reeves. Ke- Keanu Reeves. Um, you know, Cider House Rules, Men of Honor. Well, no, I think maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Wasn't she kind of sexy in all those movies? Yeah, I guess she kind of did play a, a sexier role. Yeah, so that, that's why. I, but I think now, like with the Mad Max and stuff, and like Prometheus and everything, Charlie Theron is starting to break out of that that mold that that Hollywood put her in. Uh, whereas I think Julia Roberts broke out of that mold like with Pretty Woman. Yeah, no, I, you're right. You're right. The more that I think about it, the more that it's it's hard to find another actor who is comparable. Another female actor who is comparable. Yeah, and I guess I mean they still push Julia Roberts into those female roles. But I think she has a way of playing them that opens them up to to making those female stereotypes feel less like stereotypes and more like real women. Like even in Hook, when she plays Tinkerbell, like her Tinkerbell doesn't come across like like a fairy with a high voice who's there just to be for Peter Pan. You know, like she comes across as a woman. Yeah. You know, with her own feelings and her own opinions about things, you know, and that woman is the exact same woman Julia Roberts plays in every single movie she's in. But it is uh it is a real person. Yeah, that and I think and I think that's what I like about Julia Roberts. Is that and I like that Julia Roberts. Like I like the woman she is, you know. And so when I see her in a movie I'm like, "Oh, it's Julia Roberts. Yeah, she does a good job." Except for, you know, when she's not. <laughs> like, stunning commentary. Like uh, like Mirror Mirror where she's playing the wicked witch. She doesn't play bad very well. Well, and yeah, I mean, I th- I think it would it's hard to believe her in in that kind of role. Same thing with Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, where you're like, yeah, I don't really buy you as you know a more evil character, more sinister character. Yeah, but then you do get Mona Lisa smile. Okay, we is, you you keep bringing it up, is so we're by obviously far her best role. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Mona Lisa smile? I have not seen Mona Lisa Smile. I can't even talk to you about it, man. You just don't understand how great of a film it is. Well, it does have a great cast. It's got yeah, it's got Julia Roberts, it's got Julia Stiles, it's got uh Kirsten Dunst. Maggie Gyllenhaal. Maggie Gyllenhaal, right? A young Maggie Gyllenhaal. It's great. Um the it's it's a fantastic, fantastic film. Uh so Mona Lisa Smile, for those of you who've never seen it, which I'm gonna assume is everyone listening to this podcast. So before before we say anything, uh, can I just assume that Mona Lisa Smile is uh, Oh Captain, My Captain? Yes, it is Julia Roberts' Dead Poet Society. That's okay. exactly what it is. Dead Poet Society in an all-girls school with Julia Roberts instead of Robin Williams. With that said, you should get a pretty good idea of what the movie's about. Take Dead Poet Society and replace Robin Williams being a really funny English teacher with Julia Roberts being a very Julia Roberts art teacher. Okay. And that's the movie. That's the movie. Uh, but it's, uh, it is, I mean, I'm a sucker, as you know, for any movie where someone goes in and teaches a bunch of kids something <laughs> and the kids love her at the end. Instead of everyone standing on their desk saying, oh, captain, my captain, it ends with her driving away in a car and all the girls biking after her and waving and crying. Uh, so, you know, it gets that same, like, ugh. 
It stings you. Nobody commits suicide in this one, though. Okay, well, you know. A little more positive, I guess. Yeah, a little more positive. That's lovely. Uh, but it's a, it is, and I think it is one of the, the reason it's one of my favorite Julie Roberts movies is because the Julie Roberts character fits perfectly in it. So, this, so the film's set in like the 40s or 50s at a, a girl's uh, preparatory school. And so it's all these girls in like New England or somewhere who are super educated, the smartest women in the country, and all they're doing is waiting at this school until they get married to somebody, and then they go off and be some guy's wife. And so Julia Roberts is an independent woman who's come from California, who's there to teach art, and is trying to open the minds of these women so that they realize they don't, that being a man's wife is not all they can be. You know, and so it's it's very beautiful in that sense. Um <laughs> And and Julia Roberts as a character, being a fully fleshed out woman, uh, playing an art teacher who, like you know, is like a, a, an independent liberal woman working within all the this this school of like young girls who are all very conservative, uh, is is a perfect place for Julia Roberts to fit. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, it, you, selling it as the Dead Poets Society with Julia Roberts is actually probably enough for me to to go out and see it. You should go see it, man. You should go see it. It's a great film. You'll cry. Great film? Great. Just to be clear, you're saying great. I am saying great, man. I give it four out of five stars. Is that what you rated it on Netflix? I did. Yeah. (laughs) And I have a very specific Netflix rating system, so four out of five is is a great movie. Four out of five is basically the highest a movie will ever get for you. No, no, I'll go five out of five. But five out of five means I can watch it anytime, at any moment. I can just put it on. Whereas Mona Lisa Smile, not one of those movies, but it is a great movie. <laughs> yeah, it's no Back to the Future, but it's a great movie. It sounds like you and I both need to uh, watch Eat, Pray, Love because it seems like it's the sequel to Mona Lisa Smile. Is it really? Is it her at a preparatory school for young girls? No, but she's you know she plays a a woman who you know is is supposed to have the husband, have the you know the successful career, have all the things that a woman is supposed to have, and then it falls apart or something like that. Yeah, and, yeah, and she has good. to she has to find herself through eating food in different places in the. I don't know. I don't know much about about it. I confess. But again, it sounds like a wonderful role for Julie Roberts to play. Yep, yep. And then opposite of Javier Bardem. Oh, wonderful! <laughs> which is weird. I, this, this is one of the other things for me is that I have trouble imagining Julia Roberts opposite uh, or or in a relationship with i should say with any man except for george clooney really yeah i really do I, is that because of oceans 11 it probably is but i think it predates that like i've i've always just been like that person doesn't seem like no they don't belong with julia roberts they don't belong and then oceans 11 came along and i'm like wow that seem they seem so wonderful together and there's a there's a movie coming out in uh, in may uh, called money monster and the movie itself isn't a movie that I would watch generally, but it's got Clooney and Julia Roberts, and she plays uh, Clooney's producer or something like that. Mm. And I'm really excited about it because I think the two of them have wonderful onstage chemistry. Yeah, even though neither of us liked her in Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> yeah, I know that's weird, eh? Yeah, I just think uh, I think I think uh, I think I would like to see more women in Hollywood like Julia Roberts, not like Julia Roberts. I should let me rephrase that, but in a position like Julie Roberts, where they get to play roles that are 
real women. Would you say that uh, someone like maybe, um, oh, who was, uh, who was in Juno? Ellen Page. Ellen Page. Would you say that someone like maybe Ellen Page or Emma Stone get get more leeway in that that regard? I mean, even though I would say that you know Emma Stone definitely gets played as the traditionally beautiful woman for sure. Yeah, definitely. I, I think Ellen Page in Juno is a perfect example of the kind of female characters I like to see in movies. Where I feel like I know people like that, you know, or or like that that seems like a real person to me, mm-hmm. instead of Ellen Page in the X Men movies, isn't she just Iceman's girlfriend? Yeah, that yeah. Let's let's ignore superhero movies because they've ruined actors. Yeah, sorry. So or, or unlike um, unlike anything Cameron Diaz has ever been in, exactly. You know, like where I'm like that just seems like she was written into the story to be the love interest for the man. Or a lot of the roles Natalie Portman gets pushed into nowadays. Well, pre-Black uh, Swan. Sure, yeah, sure. Uh, I was just thinking mostly Thor. But again, ignore superhero movies. Um. <laughs> well, it, it, it's just because, like, and I, I think you're right. Like, looking at her as Kitty Pride in X-Men or or, or look, looking at the way that women get uh, Scarlett Johansson in uh, the Avengers films. Like, the women get... Pl- pushed into these very strange lack of depth roles and so do most most men for the most part right like i superhero movies very rarely require acting yeah and i think the difference is that in other movies men have the opportunity to show depth in their characters a lot more often than women do yeah Uh, unless that depth is crying or being angry like women are allowed to do that in movies and be victims right but but you don't get to see this this nice, well-rounded human with with life experience on camera as often. Um, but I do like that you pointed to Juno because that is a great example of a character, even though it's a silly kind of comedy world. But like, who has like a well-roundedness to her? Um, and same with uh, Ellen Page in, in Hard Candy, which we'll never talk about. Never ever because that movie hurts <laughs> to think oh. about. But yeah, and and so like, Julie Roberts is that kind of woman. And I want more actresses to be given that opportunity. Yeah, and and it, I think it it's hard because it's there's an expectation, and it's almost it's easier for a woman to take the to to be put into the sexualized role, right? Hollywood Hollywood really forces that on women, and it, it they don't get the opportunity to explore more depth and more nuanced characters in themselves until they have more power and more money behind them. So you see somebody like Natalie Portman who doesn't get to make Black Swan until later in her career. Yeah, totally. And like you get that with like um like I think Scarlett Johansson is a is an interesting comparison because Scarlett Johansson is like one of the it girls in Hollywood right now. And yet she is definitely pushed into like sexy all the yeah. time. Like Black Widow, not even just Black Widow, but even like her, like her voice is this super sexy voice. And like she's in the Jungle Book that's coming out, the live action one. <laughs> and she plays yeah. the snake with this really seductive voice. You know, like they they push her into this um, sexy seductress kind of character all the time. Or someone like uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, because she's like around the same time as Julia Roberts, right? Yeah. And Michelle yeah, yeah, Pfeiffer yeah. Yeah, 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 never right. quite got out of beautiful female lead, you know, into 
full-fledged character. Like Catwoman was like super sexy Michelle Pfeiffer, and then it kind of stuck with it from there, right? Another good example would be, I guess, someone like Halle Berry, speaking of Catwoman and 90s actresses, right? Yeah, totally, Halle Berry. Who who got stuck in in a lot of sexy sexy woman roles, mm-hmm. sexy woman roles, and never never quite got into like you know an Aaron Brockovich, um, mm-hmm. or even for that matter, even a Pretty Woman, where it's like she's a sexy role, but she plays it like a real character. Yeah, I think that's a shame. Well, I mean, it, it comes up in the same way as like we haven't had a female superhero lead uh, movie, right? And and we haven't had one of those because women are, I mean, we, we women are in sex roles, and the idea is that if you wanted to tell a female superhero story, you would have to oversexualize them, and there'd be a bunch of blowback around that, or people would be bored by the movie and not watch it. Mm, like Jessica Jones. Like Jessica Jones, which you know, some people uh, I think disagree pretty strongly with us on on our our perception of that mo- that uh, series, but the the problem of how how you would do that for for a strong female character is is i think one of the questions that we have in in hollywood like it's easier to just go with a man because you know a man uh is is more likely to make money yeah and i think a lot of our our just inherent storytelling is still patriarchal you know, like the the way we tell stories is a man story with a woman as the female lead, not a woman as the lead lead. Uh, and if the woman is the lead lead, their goal is to find a man. Right? Isn't that like yeah. was that a, a fair summation of most of Hollywood nowadays? And so to see uh, something like uh, again Mona Lisa Smile with Julie Roberts, where it is not about finding a man. And in fact, an entire commentary on that whole concept of women just being rich guys' wives, right? Like, uh, is great. And it's great to see those kinds of movies. And Julia Roberts, to me, is like is like a, a pinnacle of that. Well, and I, I think you're right. And even the movies that, that do that do the best of kind of um, strong, empowered female characters. I mean, I point to Emma Stone in something like Easy A, uh, or uh, uh, I've forgotten her name already in Juno, mm-hmm. or Anna Kendrick in Pitch Perfect. Mm-hmm. Like they're all these empowered female characters, and yet at the same time, the story in a large part does revolve around the or or end up in the male relationship or the resolution of the relationship, right? Yeah. And there isn't a lot of just a Mona Lisa smile that is just all about this this empowered character finding herself, making her own decision, and then living in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anna Kendrick and Pitch Perfect, that's a good one. Yeah, but, I mean, in the end, it's also a rom-com. Yeah, and in the end, it's very, uh, they overly sexualize a lot of the women in that role or make them funny. So, yeah, that'd be, like, funny or sexy to be a female in that movie. <laughs> Yeah, and so even as they they make fun of the the genres in which that the the, the Hollywood woman, uh, they're they're also kind of reinforcing them in 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 interesting ways. And yeah. So, and same thing with with Easy A, right? Like Easy A makes fun of the hyper sexualized female teen movie, and yet at the same time, Emma Stone very much plays that character, but inverts it at times, but at the same time reinforces it, and so. Hollywood has this really 
difficult time letting women be full human beings. Yeah. Well, I hope Julia Roberts is not the peak of that, but just the beginning of that in Hollywood. Because uh, I think a lot of people don't like Julia Roberts. <laughs> so let's keep going until we get someone that everybody likes. But I like Julia Roberts. And I think what she does is great. And I think uh, I love watching her laugh. I love watching her play real women characters. Yeah. And I mean, that's that's the thing. I I find her and her honesty enjoyable. That, uh, you know, it's... It's rare that you you get a lot of that kind of honesty from actors and actresses, and I I, I think that she she does she does that particularly well, and she's a lot of fun to watch in that. Mm-hmm. Well, here's to another uh, Style Guide podcast. Do you have any uh, closing thoughts on Julia Roberts other than what we just said? I want to say well, yeah, actually I do. I want to say that uh, Runaway Bride is one of those. <laughs> just to, to bring it to, I, I love Runaway Bride as a movie because it's one of those Cusack movies that has Joan without John. And and I know that that's a weird thing to say, but like talking about female actors that I love, Joan Cusack is one of them. And Ju- Julia Roberts is pretty good in it. You know, it, ends, it, it ends up being a typical rom-com, but Joan Cusack is a lot of fun in that movie. I, I love this Joan without John uh, <laughs> films. <laughs> can we do a podcast where we talk about Joan Cusack without John films? We definitely can. Yeah, which I think basically means Runaway Bride and Adam's Family Values and um, My Blue Heaven. And Toy Story. Okay, and Toy Story. All right. We, um, we'll, we'll find a few. Okay, well, we'll do that next uh, or soon. So uh, thank you for listening to the Style Guide podcast and enjoying us discussing the wonderful and incomparable, even though we spent most of this podcast comparing her to other people, <laughs> Julia Roberts. <laughs>